Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. The doodads behind me rotate randomly and often have nothing to do with the show. But today I pulled out the Lemon Law from Quebec license plate specifically because it is so on point. Sent to me by a friend of the show, JP. Thank you very much, my friend. Quebec just passed Canada's first Lemon Law. Now, we've had them in the U.S. for, uh, I don't know, 35, 40 years. But Canada does not have Lemon Laws prior to this and uh, I mentioned before, I appeared on the BBC. They sent over a film crew and interviewed me in downtown Detroit about lemon laws in America because at the time they had no such things in England either. So this is from driving.ca. Uh, Quebec is broadening consumer protections for car buyers, and the new laws are among North America's strictest. And that's an interesting point. Uh, Nadine Fillion wrote this about the very first lemon law passed in Canada. Now makes the people of Quebec the best protected consumers in the country, possibly even North America. Uh, you might have to fight with Wisconsin or California about that, but that's really a fine point. Indeed, compared to lemon laws in the U.S., the first anti-lemon law adopted on Canadian soil is particularly generous to consumers. Starting with the toughest sanctions, first Quebec's new regulation states that after three unsuccessful repair attempts in three years or 60,000 kilometers, whichever comes first, Buyers of new vehicles struggling with what seems to be a lemon can now apply to the courts to have the sale canceled, the price reduced, or the vehicle repurchased by the manufacturer. This provision against seriously defective vehicles, as the government calls them, has been in force since October 5th of this year and is part of a vast package of measures against programmed obsolescence and promoting the durability, repairability, and maintenance of goods. And so this was passed unanimously and in less than three months by the National Assembly in Quebec. And by the way, this is important to know, um, it also addresses right to repair. So as a result, it is now forbidden in Quebec to market household appliances and electronic devices whose normal working life or proper functioning have been deliberately hindered straight from the manufacturers. Now, there's a big debate about that because there are some things on vehicles, for instance, that are very, very difficult to work on. And the question is, were they made that way on purpose? But, for instance, cell phones. Um, you can't change the battery very easily in some cell phones. Uh, and, yes, the manufacturers made it that way. Now, they're going to say, oh, we made it that way because uh, it protects the integrity of the cell phone. And if you go in and bust the cell phone open and try to put a battery into it, how do we know you didn't damage it? When you come back later and say, hey, my, my cell phone's not working properly. So that's one argument. The other argument, of course, is back in the days when, uh, before OBD readers, uh, the cars had the equipment on them to self-diagnose some things. But it was not easy for a consumer to access that information, but a dealership could. And so, you know, some of these things are changing over time. But the real question is, you know, will they be able to show that a manufacturer intentionally made something difficult to repair or update? Now, this fight against planned obsolescence and the right to repair, created by Quebec Minister of Justice, I'm going to let you know right now, I'm going to edit out what I just said because I cannot possibly pronounce this guy's name without somehow screwing something up. But the fight against planned obsolescence and right repairs created by the Quebec Minister of Justice, <laughs> who has a name, but I suspect I'd mispronounce it. It's a first in North America. Apart from France, which is already cracking down on this type of commercial practice, no other legislation in the world has yet banned the sale of consumer products designed with obsolescence programme which I'm guessing is planned obsolescence or programmed obsolescence. Uh, the president of the Automobile Protection Association is delighted. And if, like us, you've known this great defender of motorist rights for a while, you'll know he does not rejoice very often. 
<laughs> I'm guessing he's like a Canadian Ralph Nader. This is revolutionary of the consumer arena. You only see advances like this every 20 or 30 years, he told Driving.ca in an enthusiastic telephone interview. It puts Quebec in a unique position in North America. So here is what is going on. Uh, essentially, Quebec's new lemon law reverses the burden of proof to the great benefit of consumers. A simple calculation now defines the notion of a seriously defective vehicle as one that meets the following conditions. And there's a whole bunch of different ways they can qualify. If it's affected by a defect, which is the same defect, and the dealer or manufacturers unsuccessfully attempt to repair it three times under the base warranty. And so in most states in America, it's four, but some states it is three. And uh, in Michigan, for instance, after the third failed repair attempt, you can send a last chance letter. If they don't respond to it, that's all it takes is three. If it's affected by several unrelated defects, which the dealer manufacturers unsuccessfully attempted to repair 12 times under the base warranty. So three times the same problem or 12 unrelated defects. Uh, if it's affected by a defect, the same defect, and they've rep attempted to repair it once or twice under the conventional warranty, such attempts obliging the dealership to keep the vehicle for more than 30 days, then it would qualify as a lemon. So if it goes in and spends 30 days in the shop, and that's uh, very, very similar to what it is in America. If it's affected by a defect that renders the automobile unfit for the use for which it is normally intended or substantially diminishes its usefulness, and also if it's affected by any of the above defects as they appear within three years of the vehicle's first sale or long-term lease when new, uh, and so there's a bunch of different ways this works out. But the author here points out that this is particularly generous towards Quebec consumers compared to the lemon laws that exist in the U.S., in fact, depending on the state, the maximum number of years and kilometers between the sale of a new vehicle and the moment you ask for it to be legally declared a lemon varies wildly from almost nothing to 24 months, 24,000 miles. So, for example, in Maine, the law allows for three years, but only 18,000 miles. And finally, Quebec's lemon law states the presence of a latent defect is deemed to affect an automobile declared a seriously defective automobile. As a result, we put an end to requiring consumers to hire a technician to demonstrate a hidden defect that the specialists themselves could not find and fix. And so I'm not sure about that because in America, you only have to hire a technician if you're going to court and you need an expert witness. And most of the cases that I file, for instance, settle. So that would not happen. But I've had cases, in, you know, vehicles inspected by mechanics, and they do look at them and render an opinion, and that does help me sometimes. But it's not necessary in every single case. So here, besides the Lemon Law, it talks about these laws that talk about proper functioning of goods that you buy, and also the right to repair, and it looks like this is pretty cool, um, but again, it's all part of the same law. So now i got to tell you a funny story. I was talking about the Lemon Law in Quebec, and I shot this video, and uh, I, I finished shooting the video, and I got up, and I walked over as editing it. And as I was editing it, I realized a major mistake I had made, which is kind of funny, but is illustrative of something I think is important to talk about. And I was thinking about the fact that Quebec has passed a lemon law and has said, here's what manufacturers must do. And consumers have got remedies with which they can go to court and get what they're entitled to from a manufacturer. And the first thought I had was, well, 
In America, the Lemon Laws are so powerful because they allow you to sue the manufacturer and get your attorney fees paid on your behalf if you win. It's a very, very important thing because if they didn't have that hanging over their heads, they would never buy cars back because they could make you spend more than the car cost on attorney fees. And they would do that. They would do that. And so I actually went off on this great tirade <laughs> about the importance of attorney fees in Lemon Law cases because it is so important. And then as I was editing and I thought, you know something, I had actually looked into this a little bit before I shot the video, but I'm like, you know something, I, I wonder if I can find a better answer to this question. And I, and I Googled it and you know, looked around as much as I could, and I couldn't find a good answer. And then it dawned on me. And this just shows you, this just shows you that, that you know, I've been practicing law now for 32 years. And how ingrained some things get that it causes you to, to, to look at things from your perspective to such an extent that you miss something so painfully obvious. And that is, in America, we follow the American rule. That one's easy to remember. <laughs> Which rule do they follow in America? Oh, it's the American rule. And there's an equivalent, the English rule. And the rules I'm talking about are regarding who bears the costs of litigation. In America, if I sue you, I normally have to pay my own attorney fees. You've got to pay your own attorney fees, regardless of who's right or wrong. Unless there's a fee-shifting statute like we have in the Lemon Law. Okay, So the Lemon Law remedies that problem with respect to a consumer setting and a Lemon Law situation. On the other hand, England and Canada follow the English rule. And I double-checked that just to make sure. So I'm like, if I'm going to go in and reshoot another half a video... <laughs> But yes, so generally speaking, my understanding is, and I could be wrong, so if you're a barrister or whatever the equivalent is in Canada, please feel free to weigh in. And by the way, I know a few of those as well because some of them went to law school in Detroit, believe it or not. I had students from Canada in my classes because you can look out the window and see Canada. Windsor was right across the river from the University of Detroit Mercy School of Law. But they don't need to write in a quote-unquote fee-shifting provision into a law in England or Canada because of the English rule. So um, I'm glad I caught that. <laughs> I'm not sure how quickly the uh, pushback would have come by uh, Steve. Um, in Canada, they follow the English rule, so there's no need to put a fee-shifting portion in the statute. So that's cool. That's cool. So I'm really happy that Quebec has done this. Hopefully the other provinces will follow suit. I can tell you that while I was doing research on this, trying to determine a bit about attorney fees. I came across some of the um, articles about how they're trying to get this law passed, and the manufacturers and the dealership associations were lobbying heavily against the Lemon Law, heavily against it. And they were actually hinting, for instance, that if a certain province were to pass a certain law that the manufacturer didn't like, they might move their manufacturing facilities elsewhere because a lot of vehicles are built in Canada for American manufacturers, for example. Uh, but apparently that did not uh, hold sway, as they say, because the law did get passed in Quebec. So uh, I even went so far as to tear the article up in half because that's what I do when I'm done with it. Uh, and and <laughs> so <laughs> I apologize. But I am now shooting a new ending to the video. But I, I just, all I had to do is put the shirt on and turn the lights back on. So that's from driving.ca. Nadine Fillion wrote that. Quebec just passed Canada's first lemon law. It's a big win for consumers there. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law.
Opportunity may knock only once, but temptation leans on the doorbell.